Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come Alright, welcome to episode 19 of Come Get Stuff. Welcome my six cult members, new members, new listeners, old listeners, young listeners. Been listening for a while, not necessarily age-wise. Welcome to Come Get Some. I'm going to talk about UFOs with fellow podcaster Justin Wright today. But before I get to that, let me go ahead and address the 128-pound chupacabra in the room. And this message goes out to all you little bug-eyed grays out there. If you can hear my transmission, I don't have a tinfoil hat on today. Um, what's with all the anal probing? You, you can get the same results as going through the throat. Doctors do it here on Earth. Just, just go through the throat. And, you know, the anal pro, you know, it's, it's, you're supposed to be more advanced than that. That's all. Um, I want you guys, before I get into uh, part one of my conversation here with uh, Justin, I want you guys to stay tuned after the conversation because I have a very special announcement I'm really, really, really excited about. I want you all to hear. Uh, so, so hang on after the conversation for that announcement. In the meantime, here's part one of Talking UFOs with skeptic Justin Wright. All right, today I have a friend of mine on the show. He's a podcaster himself, uh, does the uh, Word to the Wise podcast, uses the name on Twitter of Thinker's Refuge, and it's just uh, appropriate. Uh, he basically talks about uh, topics, puts some, put some words together in a very clever and well-thought-out way, and whether you agree with him or not, the least you're going to do is think when you're done with this podcast. So I figured he, he kind of takes a lighter approach to the UFO subject, so I figure with my serious approach and his lighter approach, we should have a very fun, uh, healthy discussion here. Uh, please welcome to the show, uh, Justin Wright. How you doing, Justin? Uh, doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. Um, you know, I, I owed you one, and uh, it's always good to have someone that you can uh, relate to in the podcast world and have a good a good conversation. Um, let's start out. Uh, today I want to talk about UFOs, and I know you take a little bit of a, a more whimsical, maybe open-minded approach, but you're more on the skeptical side. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're you're talking about in terms of UFOs. I mean, when people look at the sky, they see these bright lights and the aurora borealis, and they see these identified flying objects. And my, my approach to them is that people are people, and people fuck with other people. Okay, so you you think that it's either uh, misidentification in most cases, or somebody's um, like playing with a drone or doing something to to play a practical joke on someone in, in most cases. Yeah, I, I think technologically speaking, once once we've gotten to that point, I think people have you know. We have, you know, these advanced phones now, these advanced computers, and if you look back, it's like when the uh, space age came around, people started figuring out they can mess with other people. Like, oh, man, people are going to think the future is so crazy. We're going to have these freeze-dried foods. We're going to have these these crazy contraptions do things for us. And I think once it got to that point, people started messing with other people, um, you know, having their imaginations go wild. So I think ever since the 50s, it's been that way. And people have seen things in the in the sky they can't explain. I think it's probably fifty fifty in terms of like hoax and maybe a little mixed in with some um, actual aliens. I don't know. We can't really prove that though. 
Yeah, I mean, do you believe that at some point, somewhere along the line, uh, I think you're open-minded enough, You, based on what I know of you, Justin, you probably believe there's definitely life somewhere else out there in the in the vast space. But do you believe there's been anything here on Earth at any given time? You know, it's, it's really tough. I'm a, I'm a big skeptic when it comes to um, comes to UFOs and aliens in general. When you talk about UFOs in, in general, I mean, all it means is unidentified flying objects. That could mean just man-made Anything. shit. Yeah. You know, when it comes to aliens, though, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that there's there's aliens, but not where we're talking about. You know, the big bug-eyed, gray, tall asshole that wants to stick their finger up your ass. I mean, right. there's none of that. So you, so you have a very difficult time imagining the, the abduction experience hap- being a reality or anything like that? I, I just don't see it happening. I, I think it's, why would aliens give a damn what we do? I mean, if anything, they hmm. look at us, and if they have this advanced technology, they, they'd see how barbaric we actually are. And why would they risk their exposure to beam someone up to their spacecraft and have them do damage to these unknown like technology and perhaps destroy them and you know there's just too much risk but then you have these reports of people having these tiny implants in their body that they can't explain and doctors can't tell it's like an alloy or something like right. that what is that and you don't know what to do with that yeah 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 I don't know you know it, it's tough I don't think abductions happen I think that I think it's a case of us not knowing enough about our own world and about hmm. a medical terminology and and um, our own technology to not um, actually know what exactly is going on with our own bodies. But, you know, again, who knows? We, we don't know that much about our own universe. So it's anything's possible, but if I had to, like, if someone put a gun to my head and said, do you believe it or not, I'd say no. Right. All right, well, let's go to the, uh, let's go to, like, the first big event ever. Um, the, the you know the big one, uh, 1947 Roswell. That's that's where this all starts, right? I mean, of course, there's the the uh, is it H. G. Wells? Was it was H. G. Wells with the um, War of the Worlds on the on the radio broadcast, or is that am I, am I confusing that with uh, somebody else? I think that was H. G. Wells. I have to look that up. I mean, I was thinking Raymond Burr, but no, I think it was H. G. Wells, and. Um, and I'm embarrassed that I'm mixing that up here. Anyway, <laughs> people listening it. get it. Everybody knows what happened. It was a big panic and everything. He did a little radio play uh, about the about the about the aliens attacking, and they're on the streets, and everybody's panicking. Well, uh, then you have Roswell, New Mexico. A crash happens on a farm and a ranch um, out there in New Mexico, and the first report that comes out to the public to the um, to the newswire is a flying disc has crashed. <laughs> That's the first report. Um, and of course, they immediately changed that and backtrack. Go, it was a weather balloon, and and now we've heard what, four or five different explanations since then uh, of what crashed there. Um, before we get into any specifics or any argument about this or that or the other thing, what are your thoughts on that on that event? You know. Uh that's like the you know the cornerstone. That 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 is the the most legendary you know blueprint. That that that's where everything stemmed from. All these watchers, all these people that you know these conspiracy theorists and everything. That's where it all came from. I don't care what anyone says. That's where it came from. But then people will say on oh, the Battle of Los Angeles. That was you know that was in the 1950s. Yes. Or, you know 
that was a big deal. Like, everyone saw this shit. And it's, oh, it's a big weather balloon, like, but the Russians are attacking. And no, it, it, I mean, it was actually never proven. No one actually knew what the hell was happening. No, no, um, you brought that up. Uh, how many guns, do you remember how many guns were shooting at that thing? Oh, fuck, and they had, like, the, the whole... Four or <laughs> six artillery weapons? Guard. Yeah, there was, and it was there in the middle, and it just wasn't wasn't getting touched. Yeah, it was, it was like this giant thing. All every searchlight was on it. Every every uh, every rifle was every gun was pointed right at it. They were shooting, and nothing was happening. They couldn't figure it out. I don't know how long it lasted, but um, that was probably the biggest recorded unidentified flying object in history. If, I, if I'm, uh, I'm right. Yeah, for the listeners, what Justin's talking about is the Battle of Los Angeles. You can look it up online. There's not only newspaper article photos of it. There's video on YouTube of it. So look that up. Uh, and then you can follow along with what we're talking about. Go ahead, Justin. Um, I mean, I think as far as I know, uh, it was some kind of, it was also known as the Great Los Angeles Air Raid. And um, some kind of enemy attack. They were, supposedly they were testing anti-aircraft technology um, on it that the military was trying to cover the tracks. But uh, right. there's no real known explanation to what the fuck happened to this day. But everyone knew it was the biggest mass sighting I mean, how can you actually call everyone crazy at that point when everyone saw it and you saw that bullets were hitting this shit? <laughs> right, it's just blowing off, off. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no swamp gas. So that carries a little more weight with you because you can tangibly see it and experience it through through the through the archives rather than Roswell where you have a lot of people's word for it. Yeah, and the thing with Roswell is... Um, as time goes on, things become declassified. Right. So something in the 1950s, you know, now is declassified, which is actually good news for us because there are people that worked at Roswell that have been coming forward, but some have been mysteriously killed or they died before they've... Um, yeah, you know, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, there's actually a guy on YouTube, I wish you remember his name, older guy, he was an um, aeronautical engineer. He said he had proof of reverse technology, or what do you call it, reverse engineering. Reverse engineering, yep. And, uh, so I was like, whoa. And there's an interview on YouTube before he died, like a 14, 15-minute interview. And some of the stuff he says, it's like, wow. I know the guy you're talking about, yeah. I don't remember his name either, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, he said that they actually had bodies. There were two of them. He said that everything that the, um, the Air Force has come out with from, I think, 1952 to present day has all been based off of alien technology. Um, he said that he was forced not to say anything. He said he couldn't say a word. If he did, then he would be basically just tarred and feathered in a public square. Yep. Um, he, his name would be just run through the mud. He'd be completely fucked. So um, it's funny to me that they're actually coming out now. Even... Before the files were declassified, if I remember right, it was like four years before the files were declassified. So what prompted that in his head, you know? So so uh, am I right in assuming, based on what I'm hearing now, I, I, I was under the impression before coming to this, you're going to be a little more skeptical, a little bit more counterpoint, but you actually, you're kind of on board that Roswell may have been a thing. I, I am and I'm not. See, I believe in a lot of unexplained things, but... I'm all, I also take a very skeptical approach to it. So if you tell me, for example, um, you were abducted, I would be like, okay, show me proof. And if you, if you show me enough things, I'd say it's plausible, but 
I wouldn't say factual unless I was actually aboard the mothership right. and I was being, you know, sodomized by some kind of probe. But that's just me because, you know, I, I'm skeptical about everything. I'm a big skeptic. But I believe in a lot of conspiracy theories, not just, you know, alien-oriented, but I do have um, a lot of skepticism, definitely. But um, I'm very open-minded when it comes to this about everything from, you know, fucking unicorns to... Uh, Lock this monster. I'm not saying they do exist. I'm right. saying, show me the proof. So just to lock you into an opinion here, <laughs> what do you think happened at Roswell in 1947? What do you think happened there? Opinion. That's tough, tough to summarize. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those things you just can't you can't summarize in a couple of minutes. It's like, okay, so what I think happened during that time, it was very confusing for everyone. I mean, the ward. You know, the war was ended. The war was just was done. Everything was done. You know, factors were done producing everything, the tanks, aircraft, everything. But, however, there was a lot of technology that was just emerging at that time. So you have to take that into consideration. There's a lot of things emerging. So my best guess, if it wasn't alien-oriented, it was probably some kind of nuclear testing. Something went wrong. Some mm. kind of malfunction some kind of combination of chemicals, some kind of combination of aeronautical engineering, some kind of weird fuck-up that they don't want to talk about anymore, and they're embarrassed. And um, that's my best guess. As far as Alien, I don't think it was. I just don't think it was. There's way too many people involved with that for them to all keep quiet after all these years. But they haven't. One or two people have stepped forward. Yeah, they haven't though. I'll tell you this: the 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 thing with Roswell, and I try not to be the biggest conspiracy theorist, but I see more and more things that make me go, hmm. You know, over time, uh, you know, one of these things is, is with Roswell. Here you are, we're coming straight off the panic that people had over World of the Worlds, uh, the the radio play, and then you have your first public announcement of what happened. You definitely don't want to say something that shouldn't have gone wrong went wrong in a test. But your first cover story is a flying disc from outer space when there's already been panic over it? I don't know if you you cover one panic with another panic. Um, the, The other thing that really threw me off about that was... The 50th anniversary, so every document's open, you know, most documents are open for declassification after 50 years or, or being unclassified, as they may word it. And they made a big announcement in 1997. I don't know if you watched that when it happened. I watched it. The government came out and said, here's what happened. It was Project Mogul. It was a, it was a satellite spy weather balloon type thing. And it was well, like, it was a new story. It was kind of a revamp of an old story. Uh, I'm going to finish this real quick. And they said it was, it was this, this spy satellite balloon. And yes, there were bodies there, which they didn't have to even address. If they wanted to just say there were no bodies there, they can just say there's no bodies there. But they figured they have to address it for some reason. Oh, there were bodies there, but they were dummies. They were a certain brand of test dummy. And, uh, and that's what people saw on the ground there. And that's why you get these, these accounts. What happened immediately within an hour of that broadcast, it was debunked by everybody who knew anything about those test dummies that they didn't exist yet in 1947. So, so that, that's the other thing. So I, I'm really on the edge of, of believing that one. So, so go ahead. 
one thing you have to take into consideration is that the government is, their job is to cover up things and keep the populace in the dark. That's their job. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone is, what's say, oh, you're just a tinfoil hat. No. The fact is the government doesn't want this kind of information to get out. So if even if there is evidence, we're never going to see it. They're going to give us just enough rope to hang ourselves with, even after the declassification. Right. So, I mean, you have to consider all the projects that were going on after the war. Operation Paperclip, you know, you, you have so many of these Nazi scientists coming over here, and, you know, they smuggled over here just to get them working on all this rocketry and all these, like, you know, top secret... Now, now this, isn't, this isn't conspiracy. This is true history. We, brought, we brought German scientists over after the war. After we took out Hitler to, to work for our government, that that did happen. Germany was, you know, in the midst of their V2 rocket facility, and they were working on this for a long time. The problem is, Hitler spread all his interests way too far. So from Tunisia to, you know, Russia, he he wanted it all. His problem was he wasn't focused on one type of thing. So all these these experts that were working on the V2 rocket facility at the time, they were kind of you know standing around their thumb up their ass. They didn't know really what to do because they knew they were losing. But after the war, all these, you know, uh, colonels and generals and, and you know, uh, they wanted to get them over. They wanted to say, you know what, you guys lost, but we could use you. And they got them over here, and who knows what the hell happened. That's, I, that's why I think the whole, you know, fuck up with Roswell, I think that's what happened. Someone fucked up big time, and they're trying to cover their tracks. So, I mean, basically, what you would postulate, and it's difficult to argue on it, is that it's very possible the reason the story about what happened at Roswell is so screwed up is it's bad enough that anything's better than the truth. So, oh, yeah, definitely. We'll let you believe it might be. You know, we'll, 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 we'll totally give you the wrong information and let you believe we screwed up and it was aliens. We can't tell you that we killed ten people in, in an experiment with too much radiation. That's what you think, something like that happened. Yeah, yeah, it it creates so much fear and doubt and speculation in people's minds that the truth becomes obscured. So that's what they want. They want that type of shit. So even if there was a smidge of truth to it, no one's ever going to prove a goddamn thing. It's going to be covered up for all eternity, and no one's going to ever know the difference because so much time has passed. Who the fuck's going to know, man? People are too old. People are, you know, the information's... You know, either burned, buried, rotted. You know, people know about her dead. I mean, they won. They won. All right, so so we can kind of agree, although I'm leaning towards it actually was a flying disc, just because I don't think you make your first report flying disc. I think that's the I think that was the screw up was they said flying disc. Um, but that's my opinion, and you have your take on it. Uh, we'll move forward. I'm going to go touch on this briefly. It's a big deal. But I want to get to the meat of what I really want to talk about, and we'll get into that. But but another big deal that occurred during our lifetimes that we all got to witness in some way, shape, or form uh, were the Phoenix Lights, 1997. Now, there's video of that. There's pictures of that. Um, there's been a lot made of that. And uh, we've heard every theory at, from... A bunch of planes that just because, you know, lighting and darkness in the sky, it all comes together to make one shape. People weren't seeing what they said they were seeing. They decided in their mind. These are people like the actual, I think it was the governor of Arizona, saw over his own head, like right over his head and said, nope, it, 
wasn't multiple things. It was one big, you know, thing. And then they came out and said, no, we were doing a flare test. I know we told you we weren't doing anything out there, but we were doing a flare test, and we're going to show you. And then they go out and they drop. You can find these pictures and compare them online. They drop flares in the same formation of the Phoenix Lights. If you look at the Phoenix Lights from the night that it occurred, that was it, hundreds of thousands of people, or thousands, well, not hundreds, but thousands of people witnessed. If you look at that photo next to the flares, it, it doesn't look the same. Yeah, um, I, I, uh, I admit I forgot exactly. There have been so many UFO sightings and so many different over the years. Well, that was a big one. Up. Yeah, this this was a big one, and it's, I, I forgot all about this, but then I saw pictures like, ah, that's why I know this one. Um, yeah, this one was a big deal. It was actually a second sighting. Uh, what was this? Oh, let's see. It was probably... Numerous still photo uh, photographs and videotapes were made, distinctly showing a series of lights appearing at a regular interval. It was remaining illuminated for several moments, then going out. The first event was co uh, uh, let's see. There were a few known images of the Prescott Dewey lights. Apparently, there was like two events, and I guess they were at the same time because there's no uh, date, there's no time interval. So, um, I guess they're spread out in such a way. But there have been reports of this stuff all over the globe. Right, in, right. In Brazil, just recently, I think they had one last year, and then um, I think two months ago, somewhere in Argentina. I mean, it's all over the place. So you can't emulate or repeat that type of pattern. It's just impossible. So now, cut to what I was saying before, you know, how technology at that time was in its infancy, and supposedly we're reverse engineering these, these spacecrafts. So cut to present day, Look how far we've come. In a short period of time, yep. So think about it. I mean, now it's kind of like, well, if we see something like that in the sky, it's very, very probable this is something the government is testing or something's going on because we are just way too advanced for our own good in, in some ways, but it, it might be our downfall. But back in the 50s and 40s, you know, it's kind of like, well, how the hell do they do that? But nowadays it's like, eh, they're just testing some shit. What do you think about that? Do you think they're actually testing some shit? Well, I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, I'm open to the fact that, um, you know, when you hear people talk about this, there's a, there's a very large uh, majority of the things. Like, you talk to people who study the videos and, and photographs of these things that do it for a living or, or uh, with all their free time. Uh, these people tell you there's uh, 90% of them or, or more are misidentified or, or hoaxes or, um, or CGI. Um, I mean, the mass sightings are, you know, aren't going to be CGI, but what are they? Um, some of it's testing. Uh, I will say some of it's just natural. Um, I know I was riding a few weeks ago uh, down the street with my daughter in a car, and she looked up and said, Daddy, what's that? And I looked up, and it looked like an orange balloon kind of floating around, changing shape. And I thought it was just a balloon loose in the air, and then it took up straight off, took off straight up with a little stream behind it. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it left the atmosphere. So I pulled up my phone, and SpaceX had just launched a rocket like a few minutes before. I, I live in Florida, <laughs> and I can see rocket launches. So we were watching a rocket launch, but it looked like we were seeing something um, out of this world. But we were seeing something quite quite terrestrial. Quite, you know, so I'm jealous because you live in Florida, you live near Cape Canaveral. Yeah, I see launches right. by accident. <laughs> <laughs> That's neat, though. I mean, you'll... That's just something that most people don't get a chance to see. I mean, but, you know, in your neck of the woods, I don't even know what the hell 
would be going on near there in terms of spacecraft and yeah, stuff. You, we don't know, but if you live near a base and you know that they probably do top secret uh, flights and whatnot, it's possible that what you're seeing is something not extraterrestrial. But again, there have been so many sightings; it's just hard to tell truth or reality from, from fiction. It's just it's really hard. Um, and in a place like you know uh, Phoenix, I mean, the thing is. There have been tons of weird reports about you know that 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 area of the Sedona. Yeah, there was Sedona. I mean, that place is supposed to be some kind of mystical place where all everything anything could happen. And but I mean that that type of area. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's very convoluted at this point. Everything about aliens is very convoluted because our technology is just reached this pinnacle, and people just are coming up with all kinds of weird stuff to do with drones and and uh, I don't know. It's, it's like makes my head hurt. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the the drones right now make it real difficult to tell. Um, I see drones all the time now, and I think I'm seeing oh, it's a drone. That's a drone. It's got light. You know, I saw these green lights at night one time, splash real quick in front of me in the road. Somebody let their drone get away from them out of their backyard. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what was that? Oh, okay. So the drones make it real difficult now. Now, two things will happen with these drones. If there, especially if there is stuff out there flying around, mutilating cows and whatnot, making crop circles. With drones, two things are going to happen. An uptick in false sightings and maybe actually catching something because they have cameras on a lot of the drones. So those are the two well, kind of things you're looking at. There was this, um, this YouTube channel called Dark Five and they uh, do like top five mysterious aircraft and you know, mysterious uh, civilizations and tribes that haven't even made fire yet. That actually exists today, but that's neither here nor there. But one, uh, he did top five mysterious objects. And like as early as, uh, as recent as last month, there was a, a 747 going, you know, flying, and this amateur picked up an object that was flying within, I would say, 10 feet of the plane. And if, I mean, it was right there. There's no mistaking. This is something you can't describe. It wasn't a piece of debris. It wasn't anything. It was actually moving past the wing. It was creepy as shit. It, that kind of stuff, that intrigues me. That's like, available that's to see? There's video or a photograph of, of this? Yeah, if you go to Dark 5 on YouTube, just uh, go Dark to the videos. And, okay. Yeah, it's some crazy shit, man. Like, some good stuff. You'd love it. I'll look at that in a little bit here. All right, so that concludes part one. Uh, I remember I promised you guys a special announcement. Uh, real quick, uh, before the special announcement, I want to clarify it was Orson Welles. Orson Welles did War of the Worlds. H.G. Wells, I think, wrote it, uh, so he was involved in it. But Orson Welles did the uh, the radio play and the hoax that uh, freaked everybody out, not <laughs> Raymond Burr, who I don't know where he came from in my head. Uh, but uh, real quick, before you guys go, Check. Please stand by for a special come and get some announcement. Folks, I feel like uh, you know you all know the voice of G.K. Bowes and the voice of Char- uh, the legendary Charlie Adler. And I feel like I might have introduced you to them in a way. Um, big time interviews for me, a big deal starting out as a relative unknown in podcast. And I've interviewed a uh, 30-year veteran actress, uh, Patricia Ray. I've interviewed 
the library bards, uh, mentalist of the year for the last year, Morgan Strebler, big deal for magic fans out there. Well, folks, in two weeks, I'm doing the interview tomorrow. I'm having the conversation tomorrow, and you're going to hear it in two weeks. You all know the voice, and you all will know who I'm talking about. Susan Bennett, the voice of Siri. She's been on Oprah, on The View. She's been on CNN. She'll be on Come Get Some in two weeks. So uh, look forward to that. I can't wait uh, for you all to hear it. I can't wait to actually talk to her. And she's a, a real sweet lady, and it's going to be a great uh, a great thing for Come Get Some and a great thing for you all to listen to for this cult. So uh, look forward to that. Next week on the show, I'll be talking to Justin in part two of our conversation about what I feel is the smoking gun of the UFO conspiracy, and that is RAF Bentwaters, the Reynolds from Forest incident. Um, if you'll look into that and get a little bit uh, boned up on your history of that before we talk about it next week, go ahead and check it out. Um, until then, that about sums it up. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come on.